Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transportation Exchange Podcast presented by Rush Truck Centers of Canada. I'm your host, Jason Cuddy. On today's episode, we're excited to welcome Chris Hutter from Fru Energy Limited. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Jason. It's good to be here. Good to have you. So excited to have you here. You're familiar with, with our business. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I wanted to start with how you got yourself involved in the industry. Well, first of all, thanks again for uh, for having me. I have been listening to your podcast, and uh, I've really enjoyed uh, hearing your your guests. You've had some great guests on, and uh, I think it's a great initiative that you've started here. Um, for me, starting in the transportation industry, uh, that probably started back in and about 1989. I was a university student in Toronto, and. Uh, to earn some money, I was greasing trucks for Gary Cooney at uh, Cooney Transport. Nice. So when uh, when classes uh, were done, I'd head over there and crawl under trucks and make a mess and uh, learn a little bit about uh, about the industry. So that's where it all started for me. Right on. So yeah, I mean, it's you find people kind of dive into it by accident or they dive into it through family. So kind of like myself, you kind of stumbled into it, you know, as a way of kind of offsetting the, the school part. And so you get a little dirty. Um, after getting a little dirty, how do you clean yourself up and where do you go next? Uh, yeah, so uh, when I did graduate, which was uh, 91, um, for the older folks out there, they'll <laughs> they'll recall it was not a, uh, a great uh, work market uh, jobs weren't too plentiful uh, but I was fortunate enough to uh, to find a, a fabulous job uh, dispatching on an evening shift and I say that with a wee bit of sarcasm <laughs> um, when I was newly married uh, my wife was a nurse uh, I worked evenings she worked nights and we saw each other on uh, the occasional weekend so <laughs> that's resulted in 30 years of marriage so I guess it's a recipe for success there's your secret yeah um not too long after it was Trimac Transportation. I was uh, I was working in dispatch with, which uh, was a great company. And uh, in '91, with them, I was able to uh, figure out how to get a transfer to another division of Trimac, which was Rentway Truck Leasing. So that was in and about '91, uh, um, and that was my first sales role. And I can tell you, I was uh, really jazzed about getting into sales after doing afternoon dispatch. I can imagine. Yeah, so that was uh, that was a fabulous uh, time. I learned a ton. I was green and young and didn't know when to stop, so uh, that turned out uh, pretty good. Penske Truck Leasing bought Rentway in two thousand, and uh, I continued to work there till uh, twenty ten. So that was the biggest stop along my career, nearly yeah. twenty years uh, working with uh, many of the same people. That's a good one. And, you know, knowing, you know, having been in the industry a while, uh, Penske themselves, they're definitely good at holding on to their guys. So you can see how you put a long term in there and, you know, you develop a lot of friendships and you grow with everybody and watch everyone, you know, grow and get progressing through the different ranks within the, within the company. So they've been really good at doing that. And you see it even just in your background as well. Yeah, they do uh, an exceptional job of that. I, I agree. Um, they, they know how to uh, grow their own and, uh, and uh, promote from within and, uh, and I certainly learned a lot there. Uh, I, I developed industry relationships, friends over those years, you know, going back to 91, uh, coworkers, customers that 30 years later now, uh, I'm still in touch with. I still hang out with, 
I still golf with guys. We still get together for dinner. I do business with lots of people that, quite frankly, I've known for 30 years. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. I, I don't know, and I haven't worked in too many industries, but I, I find it hard to believe that there's too many industries where relationships get, uh, you know, travel that long. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we've seen it from the people we've talked to that, you know, this is truly relationship business, depending on whatever product is you represent or whatever company you work for. Um, we've talked for everyone who owns companies to sells to companies who's, you know, does everything in between. And it, yeah, it, it comes down to relationship, you know, knowing your product is, is good and be able to have a decent product to, to sell mm-hmm. is important. But at the end of the day, people are buying from people. And most of the time it's a relationship they've established for the last 10, 15, 20 years. You know, we, it, and sometimes it's the businesses have the relationship and yep. the people coming in benefit from that relationship. But it's, it is at the end of the day, a very strong relationship based industry. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. And then, so, you know, with Penske, you kind of did what I did, you know, is, Hey, let me, let me dive into a different world altogether and see what's out there. <laughs> kind of after your run there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say Penske and Rentway provided me a training ground that, uh, really unmatched. I mean, it was, uh, it was an MBA in general management without question. Uh, back in the day, I mean, go back many years, uh, um, when companies weren't as big and regulations weren't quite the same, I I would get my hands into real estate and labor negotiations, uh, business development, team building. And when, by the time I was, uh, I was considering moving on, um, I, I felt pretty competent in in all those aspects of general management um i did take a five-year detour from the industry which i think you're alluding to there where i actually uh, left transportation and i moved into the medical device business um that was a uh, a huge departure for me um but uh it was i was somewhat testing myself i think to uh to turn my hand at something different um, the learning aspect of moving into med device, uh, I was leading sales and marketing for a, uh, for Canada, for a company that was focused on, uh, imaging equipment and software. And, uh, yeah, the learning curve was huge. Um, and it was a completely different space. Um, but it was really, really challenging, really, really interesting and, uh, a real fresh, uh, fresh start for me for a time. Uh, I spent about a half a dozen years doing that. Um, but one thing, I mean, big takeaway uh, for me was, uh, you know, that winning business and, and such, whether it was in med device or whether it was in truck leasing or transportation or truck sales, uh, again, it all comes back to, you know, listening to people and building trust and building deep relationships. And uh, that was a really neat experience. Yeah. And I, I've seen it with other people as well. Uh, you know, friends of mine who have, you know, a VP of sales for one part of the industry go to a completely different world, but the skills you've learned and having, I think spent enough time where you were and the training you've got and the experience you had allows you to take all those skills, apply it to a totally different industry, realizing the product's different. You know, you don't have maybe the deep relationships personally as you didn't, you know, from where you left, but the, the process is the same and you just apply it. And, and, you know, you end up seeing results, you know, winning results, you know, come out of, of winning practices. So, you know, you've learned that from the past, you can apply and you see it work. And then, then you're just a matter of kind of building up your own personal relationships to kind of get deeper into that world. 
Absolutely. You know, it's a, it was a test in practicing what you've been preaching. You know, you've been telling your people and your sales teams, you know, this is how you develop relationships. This is how you listen. This is how you get stuff done and you get to go apply it in a different uh, arena and uh, it proves true. Yeah. Nope. Fair enough. And then a good departure, but like most of us who leave, we all find our way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like the Hotel California, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you can uh, check out, but you can never leave. And exactly. I, I had more than a few friends that uh, referenced that when I uh, returned to the industry in 2014. Yeah, so in 2014, I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, have an opportunity to join the Tallman Group. Um, I'd known Kevin, crossed paths, uh, you know, through uh, my many years in, in the business, and uh, he was uh, offered me an opportunity to join his, uh, his team as a VP of Sales, and I found myself surrounded by a number of friendly faces. Um, you know, coming back to the industry, I was, uh, you know, office next to uh, the same individual that I worked with with rent at Rentway uh, many years ago. Um, it was it was great to come back, absolutely uh, fabulous to come back, and uh, and I also uh, had the uh, the opportunity to make your acquaintance while I was at the Tolman. Correct, yeah, that's kind of where our paths kind of connect. Um, despite all the years beforehand, I don't think we ever really crossed paths before, at least you know, professionally, we probably at certain industry events, but without knowing each other officially, but yeah, we had the opportunity to, to chat and you were the catalyst of me coming on board here. So I appreciate that. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it came on, I guess, just before the, the rush, uh, integration. Uh, so it was still Tom and when I joined and, you know, you helped kind of walk us through and guide us through that, that part of it, uh, as all that happened, you know, with regards to the sales team and kind of how we wrap our heads around being part of an acquisition in a larger company. Yeah, when I joined uh, Tallman Group, they were uh, a mere seven dealerships, and now uh, I'm sure they're they're twenty plus and part of the uh, largest network uh, in North America. So it's really exciting to uh, to see what they've accomplished, and uh, it was great to work with the Rush team uh, through that period. I, w- I will admit, when uh, when we first crossed paths and, and you came to join us at Tallman. Uh, Back then, I had no idea you'd be hosting a radio show. That wasn't, uh, I don't even think that was on your resume. <laughs> I don't even think podcasts, I mean, yes, they were a thing, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something I ever thought would happen either. But it's, uh, it's something we've morphed into that's been really fun. So that well, being, you know, a, a company such as Rush has given us the opportunity to do this. So it's, you know, I'm grateful for them for allowing us to, to do this and have some fun with it and, and open it up to everybody. I'm glad you have. So now today, you are currently the uh, partner and a senior VP at Fruit Energy Limited. Yeah, I, uh, I joined Mark Fru, who uh, was the, uh, the only uh, owner of Fruit Energy back in 2019. Uh, Mark was uh, getting ready to uh, digest an acquisition of a, a company in uh, the GTA, which was going to be doubling the size of, uh, of the business, and that's when I came on and joined him in partnership. Um, an exciting move for me. Uh, some an opportunity to, uh, I guess, uh, turn my hand at uh, some of those uh, more general management skills that I'd uh, developed way back when. Um, so that was, uh, that was an exciting opportunity. Nice. So Fru, for those aren't overly familiar, kind of walk us through, you know, a bit of their history. What do they do? Their, you know, their, their imprint in the, uh, in the market. So Fru Energy is a dedicated partner of Suncor also, or more 
frequently known as Petro-Canada. And uh, we sell and deliver uh, Petro-Canada products across the GTA throughout uh, southwestern Ontario, west to about Woodstock. So we've got seven offices and nine commercial card lock sites. And, uh, yeah, and we deliver uh, fuel products, lubricants, uh, DEF, um, across that marketplace. Excellent. So part of the interesting part of kind of wrapping my head around what Fru does is, you know, by nature of everything I've done, you know, fuel and, you know, lubricants haven't really been a large part of my, my world directly, but obviously it's a huge part of the industry and everything that we do and, and touch. And, you know, I would kind of run and wrap my head around, you know, I'm used to it as a consumer. I run, I get gas here, I get gas there. I kind of go here. I get, we understand the shops obviously have their partnerships from a fleet side point of view. What, you know, where, where's the difference of them partnering with someone, you know, like your company and what you guys offer versus just kind of doing it ad hoc uh, from a retail point of view? Yeah. So our customer base uh, primarily falls into four segments. We, uh, we service the agriculture, the farmers, uh, the transportation business, the transit business, and the construction uh, business. And all of those uh, consume vast quantities of, uh, of diesel, dyed diesel, uh, clear diesel, and as well uh, have a significant need for lubricants. Um, we look at each of these segments, uh, look at the opportunity to drive efficiencies, drive safety, um, and drive out costs. And when we get to know a client's business, we look for those opportunities to provide solutions where we can, you know, take out costs, do things safer, do things quicker, um, allowing them to, uh, to save money, to oper- more, operate more efficiently. Um, and the solutions really, they vary from client to client depending on what their needs are. You know, it comes back to that relationship and listening, I guess. Um, you know, in some cases we're filling, uh, directly to, uh, to trucks, um, in their yards, uh, or filling directly to heavy equipment on construction sites, filling directly to locomotives while they're, uh, between, uh, traveling. And, uh, in some cases it means, uh, building full fuel systems, uh, tanks, dispensers, monitors, card locks, uh, software, and all the likes, uh, and putting those on uh, on customer sites, so that they can uh, better manage their uh, their fuel. Nice, and I mean, I know here at one of our locations, I think we've just gone to an on-site storage uh, system here. Um, and I guess part of it might obviously coming back to just the relationship, understanding what the customer needs and wants. You know, when it comes time for a fleet to consider scaling up to on-site versus, you know, delivery to the unit itself, you know, what are some things they got to consider? What are some things you kind of talked them through when they're, when they're looking at that option? I mean, if, if you're operating a a fleet of equipment or a fleet of trucks, um, and you, you have a property that could possibly, uh, house a, uh, a tank, a pump, card lock possibly, um, you know, you'd be surprised they, they come in sizes anywhere. We've, we've have setups anywhere basically between, uh, 2,200 liters to 73,000 liters. So, um, you know, scale, um, all depends on the size of the need, but you know, if, if a value proposition can be made or the economics can justify avoiding you, 
um, running trucks to the station, um, you know, there, there's time and money to be saved there. I mean, your average trip to the station is going to be, you know, 25 minute turn. And that's if it's on your way. And when you're dealing with inclement weather, there's all kinds of other considerations to take in, uh, safety included. So, um, in many instances, uh, a client will find it uh, advantageous to have a setup on site. And in some cases where a fuel tank setup on site is not, uh, not the answer, then direct to equipment might be the answer. Um, it doesn't fit everything, everyone, but uh, it, uh, it sure makes sense for a lot of companies. Yeah, I see it definitely the you know, direct to the equipment I'm familiar with, and I see it a lot. And having done, you know, the trailer world back in the day, you know, we would have deliveries right to the yard for obviously the shunt trucks that, you know, aren't licensed to go on the road. So you have no choice. The fuel's got to come to you. Got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, reefer trailers, um, yep. keeping them running, uh, you know, all, all that type of equipment that isn't necessarily mobile on its own or shouldn't be mobile uh, on public roads that, you know, your services allow them to keep them running. And especially now we're definitely a 24 seven world with the warehouses running 24 seven businesses booming from, from that side times of the essence and having, you know, moving equipment around to, you know, retail locations or even a card lock location isn't overly cost efficient, like you said. So there, there's some value and, you know, time is money as they say, and there's, there's a huge amount of time, you know, sucked up, you know, bringing the equipment over to fuel versus the other way around. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, those in the transportation business know that, uh, you know, getting more for what you're doing is, uh, is a, is a tough, a tough ask. And sometimes you need to be, uh, focusing on the cost side and looking at where the opportunities exist. And, um, you know, I, I think an openness to explore solutions like this is, is really the key. And that's what, uh, you know, our sales team asks when they're out on the street is, uh, you know, can we explore this, see where it goes and see if it makes sense. Yeah, which 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 is a great way to do it because I know, you know, like I said, from my world, I'm used to on-site only officer going, you know, to get the fuel. So being able to reach out to company yourself, having that conversation and a question, say, you know, here's where my business is, here's where I'm going. We see a lot of companies, especially in DJ, are scaling fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so what worked for them last year may not be the best solution for them next year, you know, or pull you in as they're looking to grow, like. We always think, you know, from my world, from the truck side, you want to be involved with the customer, help them grow, kind of look at their five-year plan. How do we help you structure that? Well, there's so many other partners they got to consider, and you guys are another piece of that, that pie for them as far as, okay, if we grow from this many trucks, that many trucks across this many locations, how can we better service our equipment and, and minimize our downtime and reduce cost, but, you know, still keeping everything on the road? It all starts with the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's Absolutely. true. I mean, I mean that's, and that's, you know, from, from what you've done you know, from, from day one with, with Hensk World and you, you learn it is, you know, it's, it's sales 101 as far as just, it's, again, it goes back to building a relationship. Right? Absolutely. It's getting to know your customer, understanding what, what they're doing today, what are they trying to do differently, where are they headed, and based on the expertise you have and the relationships you have, you know, how can we partner with them and, and help them be successful, you know, in the long term. Absolutely. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, there, there's a lot to take in. And even when, when I was looking at it, I, I totally forget agriculture, construction. There's so many other facets. And we service all those industries and what we do, but you always forget about the fuel part that, you know, again, tractors out in the field aren't, you know, coming to, to get fuel. You know, stuff no. that's, you know, 30 feet in the ground digging, you know, the next condo doesn't really have a means of getting out and getting fueled up. You know, so I, I forget half that stuff. You know, I just always think trucks and there's way more to what you do than just my world. 
It it is the the our current reality. I will say is uh, there there's a lot of uh, a lot of consumption that uh, that continues to exist, and um, and we just try and make it uh, simple and efficient and safe. Yeah, and which is what you want for everybody, right? Give them a way to operate safely and be efficient and be profitable while they're doing it. Absolutely, and you know, for me again, not fully knowing everything your world does, I'm familiar seeing the card locks out there sort of understand them, you know, quick crash course for someone like me, 101, you know, the benefits of a card lock for, for a fleet. Um, yeah, I mean, any scale uh, that a, a, a transportation company uh, has, uh, I would encourage them to be looking at some sort of, uh, you know, wholesale relationship um, as opposed to just strictly a retail relationship. So there's opportunity out there even if you're not changing your mode of acquisition as far as your uh, your fuel requirements go, um, there's certainly opportunity to be having a conversation about, you know, can we establish a relationship utilizing card locks, uh, buying wholesale, um, fixing price off rack as opposed to uh, just taking whatever's uh, posted at the, uh, at the pump. So, yeah. Uh, it, certainly not a one size fits all. So, you know, we've got clients that, um, we appreciate uh, significant amounts of business with that, uh, that are, uh, our card lock, uh, Petropass customers. And, and then we've got clients that we do all kinds of neat and interesting <laughs> things for as well. Nice. And yeah, cause I mean, I see, I know we've got a card lock at one of our locations on site you know, I see the trucks running in and out and most of them aren't ours, but it's, uh, you see and like I said the scale and understanding fleets and it helps someone like me as I go out talk to customers and they're growing to help them understand you know how do we scale your business how do we help manage your costs and you know then it's going back to relationships pulling in someone like yourself and your team to talk to one of my customers say hey you know you're at a size now if you're not doing it have a conversation there might be something there for you you know maybe you're not there yet but at least you can understand where it is and where it fits and if you get to this many trucks and hey that seems to be kind of the breaking point but you're, you know, for someone like myself, we're providing value to our customers based on the relationships we have with, you know, other people in the industry that help, you know, at the end, end game, build relationships for you to them and the customers, you know, win at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I was, gives me a lot more information as far as understanding, you know, how the, the go-to market is with, with the fuel delivery and lubricant delivery and, you know, where it plays in the market. So I appreciate you sharing all that information. Mm-hmm. Um, and your history. I mean, again, you know, well-known in history. We appreciate you taking the time to, to come out and chat with us. And it's, uh, it's, it's been a good chat. It's been good to connect again. And again, thank you for bringing me on board here back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's worked out great for you. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm certainly, uh, I'm certainly glad I, I would, get, uh, throw it a little, uh, a little plug here. For sure. Um, couple things I should mention about the business. We also uh, service a, reta- a residential customer base, um, do, uh, providing home heating oil. And uh, as well as that, we, uh, we provide uh, HVAC installations and maintenance. So that's a, that's a side of the business that, uh, that's interesting and certainly very different from the commercial side of the business. Um, on the commercial side of the business, I'd also mention, uh, you know, Full line of Petrocanada lubricants, uh, bulk def, uh, bulk def solutions, uh, packaged uh, products. Uh, we've got uh, three warehouses, and we're delivering uh, def and, and lubricants across the market. Um, yeah, just want to 
thank you for having me today. Uh, it's uh, it's good to see you again. You it, too. It was nice to be back at uh, Rush headquarters here, <laughs> see many fin- friendly faces, and uh, I wish you all the best in in both your Rush business and your podcast business. <laughs> well, well, thank you, and I appreciate you taking the time to come on and sharing your story and and, you know, and the business and and the, you know where it plays in the market and even to the residential side because. You know, not all of us own businesses, but we all, you know, some of us are, have older homes that run different fuel and yep. definitely we all have HVAC systems. So it's always good to know you've got somebody in the industry who, you know, you can give a call to and, and, you know, get some help if needed. So again, appreciate you coming in and sharing the story for us. My pleasure. That concludes today's episode. I want to thank Chris from Fru for joining us. And as always, be sure to subscribe for notifications of new episodes. And thanks for listening.